you know, when you're initially attracted to somebody, you have that excitement, that, you know, that energy, that infatuation where you're really excited to be with this person. You're doing everything you can to impress this individual. But that flame dies if you stop exploring your partner. Take a girl and a guy and they fall madly in love and form a family. Sprinkle in some counseling degrees and a doctorate. A dream of transforming relationships as we know it. And 20 years later, we give you power couple Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. And this is their podcast, Couples Synergy. Welcome back to another episode of Couples Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean. Hi, I'm Dr. Ray. And I'm Jean. And this is our podcast about love, marriage, and relationships. Please check us out online on our Facebook page and Instagram at Couple Synergy or our website, couplesynergy.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast or send us any suggestions on topics you'd like to hear more about. And now on to Couple Synergy, an in-depth look at love, marriage, and relationships, where we bring you our experience helping thousands of couples transform their relationships for nearly 20 years. You know, everyone says you should work on a relationship but nobody teaches us how. So we've created this podcast to teach people what they can do to create the relationship they've always dreamed of with the partner they fell in love with. On today's episode, we welcome Bryant Ellis. He is the founder of Adventure Challenge. Welcome, Bryant. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. My absolute pleasure. Thanks for having me, guys. And, you know, before we get into, you know, why you created Adventure Challenge, you also have a podcast as well. Yeah, it's called The Fail Journal. Um, it, it was kind of inspired through the success that I achieved from Adventure Challenge. Um, one of the things I wanted to create was like a lot of people saw, you know, the successful side of running, you know, a multi-million dollar company and were like, oh, that's so cool. I want to do that. I want to achieve that type of level. And it was like, yeah, well, there was a lot of crap you ha I had to go through in order to achieve that. It was a lot of failure. There was a lot of failed companies that I built. There was a lot of companies that I built that failed before I had the one that was successful. So it's called the Fail Journal because the whole goal is to um, reintroduce failure to people as a coach and a mentor rather than something that holds them back from success. So something that's a prerequisite to success. So it's called the Fail Journal and it's just, it's just been fun to um, interview different people who have you know achieved different things and just kind of talk about their journey and stuff. That's really awesome, that's really awesome. Yeah. So all you out there, definitely check out his podcast. You know, we found out about the Adventure Challenge actually from a client of ours who had oh, cool. found your product and you know was starting a new relationship after a divorce and they wanted to make sure that they were having that spontaneity. Maybe you can tell yeah. us a little bit about Adventure Challenge. How did that, how did that start? Yeah, well, honestly, um, the, the whole idea was birthed from boredom. <laughs> it, it initially didn't have this big mission to get people to disconnect, to reconnect. And that kind of was birthed through the process of making the book. As I was creating it, I was like, oh, there's so much vision behind what we could get people to, to do with this. Um, but ultimately, I'm here in Redding, California. It's a fairly small town, uh, maybe 80, 90,000 people. So it's not a big city. And hanging out with friends, it was like the only things we would do was we'd go to the bars, we'd go have a movie night, or we'd play Settlers of Catan. And it, I'm just, I'm a very spontaneous, I have ADHD, I'm very, like, I need to be doing new things, I need to be moving, I need to be exploring. 
And I was like, man, it would be so cool if there was a game out there where every time you played it, you did something different. It wasn't the same thing. You didn't sit down and do the same thing over and over and over again. And I was like, I think I'm going to make that. I'm going to make a game that every time you decide to play, you're doing something completely different out of the box that you would have never thought of doing. But then as I was making it, I was just creating a list of different adventures you could go on, different games you could play. And I was like, if somebody gets this book, they're gonna open it up, scroll through the ideas and go, no, 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 don't wanna do that one, don't wanna do that one. Kind of like Netflix syndrome. You know, you get on Netflix and there's a million amazing things to watch, but you can't pick one for an hour. But back in like 2001, you'd go to Blockbuster and you didn't have as many options and you just pick a movie off the shelf. You know, or you flipped on the TV and you'd watch whatever it's there and you're entertained. Um, and so I was like, if there's a way to take away the choice to where people have to commit to the adventure before they know what they're doing, and then they do the adventure and they realize, wow, that was actually fun. If I would have thought, would this be fun? Maybe I wouldn't have said yes, but now that I did it, I built a memory with these people. We had a good time. It was something out of the box. And so that's when I had the idea for the scratcher material to cover each adventure. So the Adventure Challenge book is a book filled with 50 adventures, but each one is covered with like a lottery ticket scratcher material. So I have a copy here. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, we got ours right here. You got yours there right there, okay. So, <laughs> and you basically, so you don't know what adventure you're going to do until you pick a square, scratch it off, and it tells you what to do. Um, so that was the original idea, and that's the book I created. Um, on the side, I made, hey, let's make one for couples too. Because it was, it was originally just universally for friends to go do. And I, on the Kickstarter I launched, I was like, and we're making one for couples. Well, that was the one that blew up. <laughs> that was the one <laughs> right. everybody wanted. And what was crazy is as I was developing this book, so my parents, um, I grew up with parents who were marriage counselors as well for 25 years. Oh. And um, my parents' marriage was something that was... I didn't realize it was a weird marriage until I was more of an adult because I never really saw them fight very much. They were always having sex and they were always flirting and playing and having a good time with each other. And I was like, that's normal. That's what marriage is. Marriage is happy. They love each other. Um, they had six kids and they're going on 35 years of marriage. I, I, I was like, that's normal. But then you go out into the world and you're like, that's not normal. I haven't seen this anywhere. Where are these happy married couples? Like this is, but I started to break down the different things that even my parents raised me with, with relationships. And my dad was always like, right. You know, when you're initially attracted to somebody, you have that excitement that, you know, that energy, that infatuation where you're really excited to be with this person. You're doing everything you can to impress this individual, but that flame dies if you stop exploring your partner, if you stop um, pursuing your partner. And just outside of marriage, this works with your friendships. This works with the city you live in. Like how many times do we get bored in the place we live, but it's like, are you exploring your city? Are you trying new restaurants, going to different stores, meeting different business owners, checking out new things? Like, or are you just saying, oh, there's not a fun nightlife. We don't have a, you know, amusement park. It's not fun. It's like, no, we quit exploring these relationships in our life and they fizzle out and they, they lose the excitement. And so with the couple's book, we were like, how can we make this really for couples to explore each other, to learn together, to grow together, to have spontaneous adventure together and just to have fun? Um, and so we didn't make it like it's, it's called the adventure challenge, but adventure to us, isn't 
jumping out of planes, scuba diving, bungee jumping. Adventure to us, our definition is the art of exploring. So it's learning to explore the world around you. It's learning to embrace the concept of novelty and say, we're going to do something we've never done before because it's going to build a memory and a connection with this person. Um, and we're going to have a good time. So uh, that's kind of how the idea was born and the vision behind what we're building is to kind of bring novelty, uniqueness, and get people out of the everyday ruts of the world. And it's really interesting. They did a study where they showed like a circle and a line and a dot or something. And they mm -hmm. asked people, what, what is this? You know, and kindergartners came up with like five to 10 things of what it could be. And adults could only come up with like one or two. So we really? lose that in our domestication process of how do we yeah. be creative and how do we see, you know, if this is a cup, what else could it be? And when you're a mm -hmm. kid, it, it turns into it's the ocean or it's a, you know, mm -hmm. you can do all sorts of things with something and we get so locked in. So I love this scratch off idea because I think people get really paralyzed in what they're stuck in and they just see dinner and they yeah. don't see an adventure. They don't see how they can use the mundane everyday life to create stuff. And especially because of social media and yeah. other screens and we're so over entertained that we don't get bored, mm -hmm. which is one of our concepts, like get bored. So yeah. I love that your ADHD has been a spark for that because <laughs> totally. there's gotta be really good functions for ADHD. I, I love this product yeah. because it hits on three really important points that we stress with couples and we talked about in past podcasts and that's spontaneity, right? Variety, doing new things mm -hmm. and also mystery, like surprises. Right? Yes. And yeah. quality time. And couples mm -hmm. are not spending enough quality time. I mean, we're talking to couples who spend less than an hour a week of that face-to-face -face mm. quality time. And so this really forces you to do all three of those things and mm -hmm. just, you know, brings that new life and, and energy and excitement into your relationship, right? Yeah. And vulnerability. And vulnerability, Because you don't know what you're going to get when you scratch that off. And if you're committed, you yeah. got to go through it. What is some yeah. of the feedback you've gotten from people? I mean, the feedback's been overwhelming, honestly. It's uh, especially during quarantine because we have, you know, we have the couples book, we have one for families, we have one for friends, and we have one for people to do by themselves. Um, and obviously the couples one has been our, the one that is the most popular. Um, but it's like a lot of people are like, well, we have, we found the spark back. Like, it's like this book, this book has changed. It's like, well, it's not the book that's changing your life. It's you being intentional with your partner to do something. So the book is just a tool to give you guys an opportunity to do something new, exciting and adventurous, but you don't need the book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like you, but, but it, it does serve as a good tool. And so a lot of people are like, I, we've gotten, a lot of people have proposed with it. You know, it's like, well, we, we were in a rut and then we did the book and now we want to get married or, or our, that's, our marriage. That's not one of the challenges in it, is it? It's not. No, no, it's, we, we, we get enough requests from people to make one to propose. We should make one where the adventure says, will you marry me? But um, but then a lot of married couples who talk about there being the excitement back in the relationship and learning. Oh, I, I learned something about my husband that I never knew before. It's like, yeah, because you're doing something you've never done before and it's opening up conversation that you've never had. And that's building even deeper connection. That's the exploration part that you guys are talking about in the relationship. Um, so the feedback from the couples has been great. Obviously, families love it because their kids have nothing to do during quarantine. And so they, the kids scratch it off and we have fun games for them. And 
Um, so it, it's honestly been really humbling to see the feedback that people have given. Because uh, it's like, yeah, like this, you know, I, I never would have thought that it would be impacting people's life this much. But I mean, it, it makes sense. But yeah, it's definitely like, it's been encouraging. That's like the number one thing that we see with couples is they're not spending any time together and they're not doing anything that is bonding behaviors. And so the book might be a tool, but it also is allowing them to reduce their, their, uh, their risk taking because they're not the one that says, Hey, would you be willing to do this with me? Totally. And so, and so I do think it's really a valuable product. And, you know, a lot of the challenges, I mean, they're not really that elaborate or it doesn't mm-hmm. require a lot of money. You know, you're talking about oh, not, at you all, know, yeah. not skydiving or scuba diving, which Gene mm-hmm. and I do. We do all of those things. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> same. <laughs> we take our challenge to the next level, you know, and uh, awesome. we're just kind of those crazy marriage counseling uh, couples, apparently. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but, it, you I know, for, for the everyday couple that is really looking to infuse new energy into the relationship, these mm-hmm. these challenges are very doable, you know, and very realistic. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's one thing we really wanted to make sure was that, yeah, no, if people, you know, I jump out, I have my skydiving license, so I jump out of planes every month and it's, I, I'm a huge adventurer. Um, but not all couples want to do that kind of stuff, you know, but it's like, we have to re we have to change the narrative of what adventure means to people. And it's like, to us, it is, it's learning how to explore your everyday life. Adventure could be, you know, making a pie together where one of you is blindfolded and the other is guiding because you've never done it before. It's novelty. It's adventure, you know? Um, I, I, and if, as far as the, the time thing, what you were talking about with people are being intentional with, Hey, we're spending time together. One, one thing that I will never forget in my parents' relationship is my dad would come home from work. And when he got home, he'd give all of us kids a hug and he'd go, okay, guys, I'm having couch time with your mom and couch time meant for 30 minutes, he sits on the couch with mom and they cuddle and they talk about their day. And we, as the kids were not allowed to interrupt them. Granted, there were six kids, five boys and one girl. So there's a, there was a house full, but we knew when dad came home from work, it was no, he connects with mom first. They establish that connection. And then he hangs out with us kids and you know, we're a family. And that, that always ingrained in me. It was like, wow, he really prioritized time with my mom. And that little act, that 30 minutes of I'm dedicating this time right after work to spend with you, um, it kind of changed my life and the way I pursue um, in, in relationships and the way I go about stuff like that. And so, um, yeah, for, even for, for something like this, if, if you know couples were to get this book and go, hey, once a week we're committed to doing one challenge. And regardless of how busy it is, we're going to make sure that we do one challenge a week. Um, I'd say you'd be surprised at how much comes up and how much starts to just like connect just from doing something that simple. You know, to piggyback on what you said, uh, you know, my the question that came up in my head is how did that role modeling, which is absolutely, you know, amazing role modeling. How did that impact you and your own relationships? Obviously, it impacted you to the point that you created something that benefits a lot of couples relationships, but how did it impact you personally? I mean, personally, yeah, the same. I feel like, um, you know, even with, uh, with my girlfriend and the way I, I show up to pursue her, the way I go out of my way to, to do things for her. But I, I feel like relationships, their story and their journey with the relationship kind of, as I said before, it has more of a holistic approach in my opinion. 
or it's like, what, what does it look like now? I used to be somebody who, you know, you get, you know, you know, people like this, they, they join a friend group and they're hanging out and three months later, they're out of the friend group into a different friend group, hanging out with a different group of people. Three months later, they're with a new group of people or the people who move to a different city every nine months because they're looking for that place that just is home to them. And what I would say is it is your responsibility to actually pursue the things in your life to build and establish connection, um, intimacy, the feeling of home, um, belonging. Like it's actually your job to do that. And people think it's going to be spoon fed to them. They join a friend group and the novelty is exciting because it's new people and it's, oh, he plays the guitar and she's a singer and he likes to you know, hip hop dance and this person likes to go after coding. And so it's all new at the beginning, but as soon as the surface level stuff wears off, then it's like, ah, oh, these guys are boring. They're not my people. I don't feel really accepted by them. It's like, yeah, are you sitting down and intentionally when you're hanging out with the group saying, I'm going to learn th three new things about each person in this group today. I'm going to think of questions to ask them that I've never thought of before. And then in return, they're probably going to ask me a similar question. They're going to learn things about me. Or so in your friend group, same thing with your significant other, same thing with, and I mentioned before, the city you live in, like everyone has this grass greener mentality, especially with social media and Tinder and all of these things that's like, this could be better, this could be better, this could be better, this could be better. But it's like, and I'm sure you guys know this, but they did a study on arranged marriages mm -hmm. in India <clears throat> and American marriages, and it was like, 90%, it was something crazy. I'm butchering yeah. the statistic, mm -hmm. but it was like 90% of them were happier in the arranged yep. marriages than they were here because there's so much choice and option. You mm -hmm. feel like, oh, if it's broken, it's because we don't work. It's like, well, or it could be you both aren't pursuing each other. You both aren't putting in the work to actually make it happen where with those arranged marriages, they're like, hey, you two, you're together, make it work. All right, we're going to make it work because there's no other option. We and did. there's we so much life and excitement. We actually did an episode on arranged marriages versus love marriages. And Wonderful. we actually, um, we interviewed a couple that had an arranged marriage, right? And no we actually way. attended their wedding in Macedonia, which was really cool. But it, have to listen to that. arranged marriages actually outnumber love marriages in the world. And they have the lowest divorce rate. I think it's fifty-two percent arranged yeah. to the forty-eight, and and their divorce rate, That's yeah, gnarly. it's like less than ten percent. There's a concept called synthetic happiness. So some guy did okay. a, a TED talk on this, and what it is basically is if you, they they had like these six paintings of, you know, Monet paintings, and you had to put them in order. I like this the least, and this one the most. And then they say, okay, great. Number three and number four, we have extras of, and we're going to give you one of those. And they always give them number three. And then the person gets number three. And then a couple of weeks later, they say, put those back in order of how much you like them. Number three goes up to number two, but number four goes down to number five. So they were saying wow. because they chose it and they were mm. invested in it, they liked it more. And then when we have, when we have, like you said, so much choice, they, the other study they did was they had to paint seven paintings for a class. They picked two, they kept five. And then, and then the two, they said, you have to pick one of these two that you can keep everything else we're keeping. And half the mm -hmm. group, they had to pick right, right now, 
pick this. You're stuck with it the rest of your life. The other group, they said, pick one, but you have four days to change your mind. And then yeah. months later, how, how happy are you with your pick? And the ones I had yeah. to choose today, like, oh, I love it. I got the best one. This is great. Yeah. The one that could change their mind, they're still like, eh. That's and it crazy. Is. Those, yeah. Wow. So this is real stuff, the way humans work. And Dang. we do have so much choice that it's very difficult for people mm -hmm. to say, this is the right one. Or, or this yeah. is the one I want to invest in. Yeah. I, I, I got to ask, how old are you, Ryan? 27. 27. So I have to say that it is a very unique perspective that you have about relationships, not just, you know, couple relationships, but friendships and how to develop those relationships and how it's really important. I don't really hear too many 27 year olds think like that or talk like that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, and no, and I'm definitely I'm, I'm very young and um, by no means claim to be anything of a relationship guru or expert. Um, it's just been my own personal experience and my own journey with relationships, you know, and just learning and growing constantly and just being like, hey, like I want to be um, someday the best husband I can be. I want to be the best friend I can be. Um, I want to be the best boss I can be, employer I can be, and just you know, continuing to adapt these principles of exploring uh within those realms and it's it's been fun and i feel like i've seen a lot of growth um in the years i've been pursuing that so so thank you appreciate that that's really interesting our son who's he's 22 now but when he obviously were his role models and he always valued being part of a relationship and he wants that mm -hmm. in his life and he had a really yeah. difficult time early in college because he's like nobody wants a relationship they just want to, yeah. <laughs> you know, yep, go out exactly. and hook up or something. And it was really difficult mm -hmm. for him. He is in a, a nice relationship right now for the last couple of years. But did you have that same experience with people in your age group that really didn't take relationships seriously? Yeah, I mean, growing up, I think, yeah, once I, once I left home especially and was really hanging out with friends and stuff, I think there was a lot, there's a lot of hopelessness around the topic of relationships. Um, because yeah, everyone, everyone's hooking up, everyone's going on Tinder dates, everyone's, you know, just trying to get their needs met, you know, they're, they're not looking for intimacy. Um, and then the, the, you know, the seldom ones that are looking for that intimacy, they've been in this game for so long that it's like, they don't know how to, how to achieve it. And so I'm at the age I've, I've not been married yet. Um, but I'm at the age where my married friends are now on their second marriages, you know, um, they're either having kids or they're on their second marriage and they're divorced um and you know and the few of them that have stayed married and so yeah i think there was a lot of hopelessness and it really caused me to dig deep and start to go after you know uh, mentors who have successful relationships and and so like my parents and all these other different mentors and, and friends that i have who they're they're thriving in their marriage like they're excited to be with their spouse or their significant other in a group setting or a game night or camping trip They're, they want to invite them there's that life that comes from that and um so yeah it's it's really been a goal of mine to go like how can i learn from these people and see steps and things they've taken and it's just kind of funny because it it all all of the successful relationships i see there's always key things that cross over you know and it's exactly what we're talking about mm -hmm. um it, it's not like, oh, we decided to go crazy and experiment with other partners, you know, or these crazy different, let's just try all this weird stuff and see what sparks that fire. It's like, I've never seen that stuff really work, 
you know it, it's like it's 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 kind of you know they're they're taking the fruit of a problem instead of going at the root of it you know it's like these apples are bad take them all off the tree well this is gonna make bad apples still you gotta you gotta figure out why the tree is unhealthy itself and um and so yeah it's definitely been you know a journey i've been going on to really educate myself on that kind of stuff mm-hmm. yeah there's the concept that marriage is a box yeah it's about what you put into it not what it's going to give you and you know this idea that we can pursue something that is going to make us feel good right now Mm-hmm. We were just talking about this the other day, mm-hmm. but what it's going to actually do is it's going to turn off the long-term goal. Mm. So what we were talking about is it was a teenager that really acted out and got plenty of attention for it. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, no one around him feels safe. They're, mm. you know, being all careful with him. And, and if he tries to do it again, they're going to believe it less and less as opposed to authentically coming up and saying, hey, this is what I'm dealing with or this is what I'm struggling with. And in our society, how everything is so, you know, it's, I don't know if you guys have heard the term, the intolerant generation. Intolerant generation, I don't think yeah. so. Yeah, so like when you go on Netflix and you watch a movie, then it'll say, here's 75 movies just like that. You <laughs> yeah. don't have to, you know, like when I was a kid, you had to turn on the TV. What was there to watch? Was there to watch? Or if you exactly. listen to yeah. the radio, you had to wait yeah. for them to request a song or something. <laughs> and you had to listen to stuff that you were exposed to. And that makes a richness in life, which is what your book offers, is that you have to do things. It's not about if you like it or not. It's mm-hmm. about that you're doing it. And mm-hmm. that creates happiness. It's the the thing that's directly connected to happiness is risk taking. Yeah. Not satisfaction. Yeah. So which is which is it, it's crazy. Yeah. How do you it, how do you come up with your ideas? Or, um well at the very beginning it was me sitting on a couch alone writing ideas out. <laughs> it was a very <laughs> I mean I I literally um I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I've really I love going after ideas. Um so with this idea, it was, it was just another idea I was going to make and see if it worked. Um, and so I was, yeah, I was living with a bunch of dudes and I just started writing out all the ideas. I Googled scratch off material because um, we have a few people competing with us now. Um, but when we came to market, we were the first of its kind. Like we were the first, like never had been created before. So from scratch, I had to buy scratch material, glue it to the pages, you know, and create this whole format for this product. And so I just wrote out all of these adventure ideas that I thought would be fun. Um, we sold maybe a thousand of those copies and then we used that capital to hire people. And then we sold 2000 copies and used that capital to hire more people. And now we have a staff of 55 employees um, and every adventure in every book has been picked apart <laughs> and tested and then picked apart again and then tested and then written and put into the book. So you might read a challenge and go, okay, it's telling us to hold hands and walk without talking for five minutes. Like, what the heck? Like, what kind of adventure is that? And then go to a swing set and push each other and one person gets to talk while the other person can't say a word. And then you switch. It's literally one of the adventures in the book. You read that and go, I'm not going to do that. Like, that sounds so cheesy. It sounds like what that is one of our most impactful adventures. And you're hardly talking you're holding hands in silence and walking, and then one person is talking at a time. 
And it is crazy the stuff that surfaces when you're in forced silence or you're forced to talk while one person is forced to listen. It's, it's, it's insane, you know? So we now all of the adventures we do is we have a core group of people who brainstorm the ideas and then we have a whole group that tests them. And then we do different like um, focus groups to, to all different types of demographics to say, would you want to do this? Would this, this is sound intriguing? Does this make you want to put the book down? Um, and so now we've, we've sold over a million copies of the books. We're all over the world. Um, and every time we release a new book, there's a little bit higher stakes pressure for us. So it's not, we're just, we're not wanting just to put random stuff for people to go do. It's like, we want to make sure what we're telling people to do with this, we're actually excited about each one of these adventures. Even if they don't think it's exciting when they read it necessarily, we know it's going to have an impact on their relationship. You know, that's what's really uncanny is that one of the interventions that we use with couples kind of has some of the similar elements, right? Where you are allowing your partner to talk without interrupting. It allows, you know, as we guide them, it allows them to get deeper and deeper into more vulnerable issues and more vulnerable, you know, feelings without mm -hmm. worrying about how your partner is going to react or whether they're going to reject it or not. And so, you know, that element incorporated in that, that challenge alone, it does deepen the connection and the communication with a couple. And, yeah. and so that, that, is, that is really awesome. And we, we absolutely endorse that. Wow. It's like the telephone game. You know, so yeah. when a couple is talking, they're really worried about what they're going to say mm. and they're not listening. So what you've done is you've, you've created a barrier so they have no choice. They have nothing else to do but listen. They don't have to yeah. respond, react, and it does. It, it allows that depth to happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this one's in your book, but this is one that we do, which is on our episode about humor, right? right. And so what we do is you take a, a spoon and you go in the kitchen and you put three to five ingredients on the spoon and your partner's blindfolded and you get to put it in their mouth. <laughs> and then they have to guess at what <laughs> you had put on that spoon. And you can do like peanut butter and pickles and cocoa and hot sauce yeah. or something. We, we did a whole episode <laughs> where we did that to each other on the episode. <laughs> do you guys have one like that? That one's hilarious. I'm trying to find it because it's actually crazy that you guys, <laughs> it's called, um, it's literally that thing. Yeah. Except um, what they're supposed to do is um, one person's blindfolded. You go to the kitchen, you get five items, and then you give them each item, and they have oh, to one guess at a what time. it is <laughs> one at a time. Or they can, they can mix it up, but they have five different things they have to try, and they get points based on how many ingredients they, they guess correctly. And then you switch and do that, and then it's like a point system. We have a live event we do here in Reading where we – have like a booth and we literally do live dates. Um, that's actually the date we use at those live booth places. Yeah. We, we, we do the taste tester because yeah. it is, you're turning off your senses. You're trusting your partner not to give you something rotten, you know, and you're, you're, it's, it's just a fun, flirty, cute date. And you, yeah. you wouldn't think so, but you're having to trust your partner. You're doing something you haven't thought. And it's just, it's just fun. It just takes you out of the norm of, just talking about crap or watching the same show. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's a 30 minute game that is building a memory that you're like, remember last week when you fed me a graham cracker with salt on it? And it's, it, it <laughs> yeah, it, it, so well done. That's awesome that you guys have people do that. That's a, we think that's a great idea too, so. 
No, th- this uh, this book is is amazing. This absolutely is right up our alley as far as what you know would complement a lot of what we tell our couples to do. Obviously, date night is something we really stress, but doing something that's mysterious and adventurous and something that is also forcing that that intimacy, communication, face to face time is what mm-hmm. we we really stress and. I don't and know. Something new. Yeah, and something new. And you know, the studies actually show that couples who are happy and healthy, they spend a minimum of five to six hours a week of that quality time. And and we're not wow. talking about with TV. We're not talking about with your kids or with friends. It is just face to face interaction, mm. and that is absolutely necessary for couples. Which, you know, couples who have got little kids, they don't they don't do that. Right. I mean, yeah. obviously, there's a lot of obligations that are going on in in our lives, and so that time just gets kicked down the street, right? Mm. And yeah. and then their relationship starts to suffer. So this really kind of, you know, forces them to have new ideas that they don't have to come up with on their own because they're just totally. all they're yeah. tired already, right? Yeah. So and then they just kind of go through the motions and they get the reward from it. Yeah. Right? Absolutely 100%. And that that rewards residual. You yeah. know, we talk about relationships like a bank account and yep. the time you spend having fun together and doing new things that's making deposits and the times yeah. you spend not together or in discord are withdraws. Most couples are redlining and yeah. you know, here's the thing it can be and should be fun. Mm-hmm. This is not like you should just sit and talk about your problems all the time. If you do yeah. that, your relationship's going to be terrible. You have to balance yeah. it with all this fun, goofy stuff especially during COVID because we're going through this period of time. I mean, we're in Chicago, it's dark, it's cold and life doesn't have to suck. (laughs) You can actually have a great time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. I also like the fact that your staff tries it, that they Mm -hmm. do these challenges too, because you know, one of the things that we always tout is that we can't teach it unless we live it. And so everything that we tell our couples to do and kind of coaching them, we've done ourselves, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's just not about being this hierarchy, right? You just do what I say and not as I do kind of thing. But your your book is actually tested because people are trying it, right? And they actually get that. They they go through the feelings of it and the benefit of it and they understand how it's actually going to impact people, you know, firsthand. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's a, it's a big core value here at the adventure challenge is to practice what we preach. Um, and it's like, yeah, I, I mean, as an ambitious, you know, um, CEO, I'm like, my goal is to have one of the funnest workplaces in California. And so it's like, how do we incorporate that? It's like, well, we incorporate these same relationship principles in the workplace, you know? Um, and it's, it's been great. Like the team here is like family, everyone, you know, having a good time and everyone feels close. We go out and do company adventures. Um, and you know, the team that goes out and gets to test the adventures, they have a lot of fun too, you know? So it's been, it's been, uh, it's been cool. So what's, uh, what's on the docket here for your next challenge in, in what you are doing in your life? Yeah. Um, honestly, I have a lot more dreams I'm kind of going after. Um, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I love starting things and creating stuff. And so, you know, I have different dreams. I'm building a film studio right now that I'm really excited about. Um, as far as the adventure challenge book, I mean, we, um, we have lots of different editions we're coming out with that we're really excited about one specifically for couples. We're actually, um, making a, um, a sex edition. And so we've partnered with uh, sex therapists all around and, um, and then a bunch of different um, partners and couples and people who 
like can all brainstorm and create uh, these challenges. Um, and so, and it's not it's not like a Karma Sutra book or something like that. It's literally incorporating novelty and um, exciting adventures within sex life. Um, and so we have that one. We have one for kids coming out, and um, we have a dinner date edition, which will be fun because it's just it's all adventures that are around food. Um, and so those are some of the ambitious things we're we're creating at the company that should be released next month, I think. Um, so we're pretty stoked about that. And then we just relaunched our subscription service for the couples edition, which is you sign up for it and every month we send you all of the supplies and ingredients needed to do one of the challenges. So you don't have to go to the store and buy some of the stuff. It just ships right to your door. It tells you which adventure to scratch off. You scratch it off and then you already have all of the supplies ready to go to do it. Uh, that way it keeps, it keeps incentivizing people to go through the book and actually finish it, which is our goal for people. That is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Wow. So if, if couples out there want to get more information, what, where, where they go? Yep. Uh, it's just the adventure challenge.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, Pinterest. We have that we have, we're online. That's our website, uh, the adventure challenge.com. And yeah, all of our books are there. Um, and there we're all in stock for holiday season. <laughs> I think it's great. You're making one for kids too, because kids don't know how to relate anymore. They're not, they're losing those yeah. skills, mm-hmm. you know, because they are being raised on screens. And so they don't have to go outside and figure it out. Everything's so True. controlled for them. So thank yeah. you so much for what you're doing. It's really awesome. And I'm glad we were able to connect and, you know, yeah, spend some so time much. with you on the podcast. Yeah. It's been my pleasure. And thank you guys mm-hmm. for having me on and getting to share my story a bit. It's been an absolute pleasure. And actually Bryant and Adventure Challenge has a special offer for all of our Couple Synergy listeners. And that is if you use the coupon code Couples Synergy when you are ordering their product, you get 10% off, which is really awesome. Thank you so much, Adventure Challenge. And thank you so much, Brian, for that offer. We will also be leaving a link uh, on the, in the show notes uh, so that you can apply that code. Well, we want to thank you for being on the podcast today. We want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in to Couple Synergy. Our passion is in helping couples and people have happy and healthy relationships. And this podcast gives us a fun way of bringing our knowledge and expertise to you, our listeners. For all of you listening, please subscribe to our podcast and please leave us a review. If you have any questions, comments, or topic suggestions, please email us at contact at couplesynergy.com. For more information about Couple Synergy and our programs such as the Couples Weekend Intensive, our online program called Connections, and our premier program called Couple to Couple, look us up online at couplesynergy.com. And we hope that by listening to this episode, it was not only beneficial for you, but also for your relationship. And if you know someone who could benefit from this episode, please download it and share it. And thank you for listening. Until next time, synergize your life and synergize your love. You have been listening to Couple Synergy with Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Couple Synergy was recorded, edited, and produced by Dr. Ray and Jean Ketkodian. Voiceover and music entitled Breathe and Let Go was recorded and composed by Gina Gonzalez.